only yeah like toilet paper is our go-to i love getting my hair cut especially when there's a scalp massage involved but uh she would say your body is a temple and you need to take care of it we have a lot of a lot of flexibility yeah where he just ate garbage how long was that a year do this i can't do this without cassie and the kids enabling me to do this i find myself encouraging myself so i'm like no you can do this don't give up (laughs) we got lots to say (laughs) i love my husband so much and my son i had a baby her name is isla i want to see the baby (laughs) i've definitely had multiple drinks on multiple episodes loosen up it's a podcast we're here to have fun so enjoy yourself thank you thank you're welcome (laughs) i'm not sure why but you're welcome uh yeah thank you for uh sharing in another week of this goofiness oh yeah yeah oh you were talking to me you were talking to the audience got it yeah thank you all <laughs> I I couldn't do this without you, truly. Uh, I'd like to I tried. Thank, it's not possible. <laughs> I'd like to thank only Colin for all of my <laughs> achievements. Uh, exclusively. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. Okay. Yeah, I think we're, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we probably make that joke too many times. I, uh, I don't yeah. make that joke too many I, times. Yeah. No, I, it's fine. I feel I'm like... i get our associate producer, Jordan, sending me a text with some... <laughs> fucking constructive criticism some notes yeah his notes are very good he takes very good notes i am uh nick in this relationship and he is my schmidt he keeps me on the street oh is this new girl Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah i still i still not a good guy right Uh, and nick nick needs a lot of guidance in his life and uh okay i I see yeah it's good to know yourself like that I think, exactly. yeah. Yeah. I try to be who I am, which is someone who needs adult supervision. Do not leave this <laughs> human unattended. Uh, good to know. Good to know. Okay, so uh, I cracked open, sorry, on the, I opened last week on my Lone Oak Stout. This week I'm drinking Ken Stout. I tried to say East Coast, Ken. Ken. Uh, Ken. Dark, rich, and full-bodied can. Full-bodied can. Yeah. I don't like those yeah. partial-bodied cans. They're creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weirdos. Get out of here. I, um, I still prefer the lone oak above this, but, I mean, a stout's a stout. Just sign me up, you know? Stout's a stout. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so, uh, how, how goes it? Like, how, how are things? You know, things are going pretty good. Uh, we're we're like really busy on this end. We're getting ready for a bunch of different stuff. Uh, we got a, a wedding in September we're going to. We've got William And you Sutton, have to travel SK. for this as well. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to be in Alberta already the week before. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's working out pretty well. So it's basically saving us money because I'm going to Alberta for work. They're already flying me back, so instead of booking my ticket for the Friday when the rest of the class is leaving, yes. they just booked me for Sunday nice. after the wedding. 
Yeah, it comedy. worked out really well. Yeah. So it saves I you mean, that whole. Thank goodness. That's very. That's like a perk. No. So to be quite honest, like it's really easy to shit on the army, especially when you're in it. Um, there's a lot of reasons <laughs> yeah. why why the mil- I mean, it's any job, right? There's there's those moments where you're yeah. you just question everything, um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, he's probably never going to hear this, but the, the 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 colonel who is responsible for coordinating all this, I don't think he realizes the impact of that gesture in that. Right. They could have just, my expectation was that they were going to book my flight for the Friday, and I would have called the corporate booking uh, number that goes with it, and then I mm-hmm. would have rescheduled the flight myself and just paid the difference, mm-hmm. which which I've done before. Okay. Um, so that's the reason why I thought I was going to go that route because it's all I knew. And um, they just took care of it. He's like, "Yeah, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and do this for you. There's no skin off our back, and uh, and you get wow. to." Uh, yeah, it, 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 I, I was shocked to be quite honest. It it really made my day that week because I was I was upset with a lot of things that were going on work wise, and uh, mm-hmm. anyway, this uh, this talk about just like. A per- uh, not a perk, like a just like a, a positive moment. Well, and, you know and what I for mean? him, he was like, you know what, this is not. Uh, it, it took no effort on his part. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It was, super easy. He just probably it was, was like, sending hey. an email to the guy who was making the bookings and saying, instead of this, we're going to do this. Is that doable? The guy says yes. Literally, no extra work for that guy. Right. And then it's done. And I, I mean, it goes such a long way to remind you that there are people yeah. out there who care and that who are looking out for you and you know what I mean so yeah. it was and it's it's fantastic that he's in a managerial position and is able to do that for yeah. for staff like well students I guess Stu- yeah I was staff and student students um, yeah T- it, you, you feel like taking care of a little bit right like your mentors uh, you know or your really leaders are yeah I felt like I was being looked after, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know what? I'm not sure it's something that uh, we can all say we feel very often in our jobs, and mm-hmm. and that's not the point of our jobs. That's not the point of our bosses, mm-hmm. but it is nice that it happens every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Just reminds you that there's there's good people when you think that everything sucks. A, a thousand percent, bro. What's uh What's going on with you? I I have also been feeling this uh this this busyness. Uh we have um I guess the last week has kind of been like um catch up week from like having lots going on at the beginning mm-hmm. of the month and yeah. uh yeah, getting back from a visit to Ottawa and then I've just kind of you know all the rigmarole of the everyday life, like uh, catching up on laundry and and tidying up the house. Uh, uh, we're we're getting uh, to see Jordan's aunt, who's coming to visit Aunt Sarah and her two her two little oh, ones. Oh no shit! When's that? And happening? so she flies in tomorrow, and oh, Nan wow. Nan is surprising her by flying in tomorrow before she arrives, so that she's there to pick her up at the <laughs> airport. Uh, so Sarah, Sarah doesn't know. So, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking of like when this episode publishes. Yeah, she won't hear it. Uh, I don't That's think she awesome. listens either, but like just, just in case. Um, yeah. 
yeah, so they're going to spend a week here and we've got a, a like a fun-filled weekend planned for them. She's a huge baseball fan. Um like has played baseball every year for her entire adult life uh and she's never been to a ball game so we're taking her to one on sunday and uh we tried to get into the one on saturday but my gosh so they're handing out bomber jackets it's like the 30th anniversary of the world series uh so like impossible to get tickets all the scalper tickets are like 170 dollars um anyway so unfortunately we we can't make it to that one but we're going sunday and it's going to be her and jordan and myself uh do doing the little jaunt down to toronto and uh yeah i'm I'm like really excited we're gonna like get to spend one-on-one time with her which i'm so jazzed for uh she always makes the joke because she's only four years older than jordan uh she always like teases Cheryl and is like you took him away from me like when they moved to Ontario from Newfoundland and uh she's like you took him away from me we could have been best friends and like uh anyways just like pulling her leg you know what I mean but uh yeah she every summer that Jordan spent in Newfoundland they like hung out and he spent time with her friends and they have like a a very unique relationship, I, I yeah, would say. Yeah, they're, 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 they're closer to brother and sister than they are. Super, very much so, yeah. yeah. And, like, both, we have kids that are born the same year. Her youngest, Eve, is born in 2018 in February, and Anson was born in November 2018. So, anyways, there's, like, those kind of, like, f- cool family ties. And, like, I get to meet Eve for the first time. Jace was at our wedding, but I never met Eve uh so that'll be fun and like her and Anson are so close in age so I'm excited for them to get to hang out um and we're going to Wonderland on Saturday ah that's gonna be so wild gonna be wild it's gonna be like an early morning yeah Yeah, sorry go go ahead you're gonna need a break from your your vacation though like that's gonna be yeah so (laughs) fun filled that you're gonna be exhausted yeah, I think Monday will be like a quiet day, and yeah, and yeah. then um, Tuesday, like we'll probably some plan some things like maybe a beach day or something like that. Like I know she wants to check out kind of like the local stuff, uh, sure. not do everything that's like Toronto based per se. But uh, there's lots to do like in Port Hope and Coburg area. Um, the fairs are starting, so I feel like we'll have we'll have plenty going on and then they're only here for a week so i feel like it's just gonna like come and go real quick so yeah we're gonna soak it in and take all the pictures possible and uh yeah get that in yeah 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 it's definitely gonna be a whirlwind that's so exciting yeah so uh, this this wedding i don't want to like give away too many details because it's obviously a private event but uh so it's in alberta it's your it's cassie's family not your family Uh, so this one's my cousin it's your cousin. Okay. Yeah, so the last so wedding was Cassie's side of the family, and now it's your side of the family. Yeah, exactly. So Nice. It's unfortunate because we wanted to take the kids as well for this one. Right. Um, but they're seasoned wedding goers now, too. Oh, they're right? seasoned so. wedding goers. They're, uh, they're seasoned travelers. Yes. The big, the big issue is that uh, I wasn't able to get the Friday and Monday uh, off surrounding okay. that weekend. So... I've been relegated to uh, travel 
on the off days. I see. Okay, okay. And so that would have left Cassie... Alone with the kids? Traveling? Yeah, and yeah. that would be way too much for her, so... And, and it's a lot, yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's not enough time. No. But anyway, so yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's what we got going on. And, and, and to be honest... We're, we're looking forward to it. I was going to say, you guys are going to have so much fun. Uh, so much yeah, fun. We wanted to take the kids, but we're not heartbroken that we can't. Right. Like, you, you can, like, do, do like, date night vibes. You know what I mean? Like, that'll be so oh, nice. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Enjoy each other's company uninterrupted without kids it's going, good. Mom, Mom, Dad, Dad, Mom, it's Dad, sh- Mom, Dad. Yeah, the whole time. That <laughs> <laughs> was so funny because I was, like, I was, like, trying to talk and you kept... It was it just was, too it perfect. Was, yeah, it was uh, spot on, that, right? That was a great, annoying <laughs> kid impression. It's almost like I know what that's like. Oh my yeah, gosh. It's, yeah. As it's if too you've funny. you've heard it a billion times yourself. <laughs> I mean, quite possibly. But... Uh-oh. We got some internet issues. Oh no! The interwebs! Jen Colin? Gone. Colin, oh are God. you here? I hear her. Oh, no. She's in the upside down. Oh, man. You know what, guys? This is just quintessential we made it. Like, the day that we don't have internet problems is going to be... Together. A sad day. Possibly. Let me see. What internet connection can I try here? Uh, I'm going to try my main. I was using the extender. Call it. Don't disconnect. I know he can't hear me. Maybe a neat little, uh, neat little experiment. I don't know if she can hear me. Here, you know what I'll do? I'm gonna turn off I'm my camera. She's probably talking to. She's doing the same. Thing. See if that works. Echo cancellation. I'll try the extender again. Go back, back and forth on the connection. Hello. There Guys, this is here. this is kind of ironic, no? Oh, oh! I thought we almost connected. Oh, you good? Enter. Oh, we may no. have to uh, record this one in two parts. Oh no! <laughs> Shoot, skis, bros. She's probably just restarting. You know, we thought we had this all ironed out. Which is fine. Uh, you know what? While she's gone, I will update everyone on my uh, no shampoo experiment. It lasted I was going to try and go to the other room, but my uh, oh, recording equipment is attache, so here we are. Lasted about three weeks. Tried turning off the cam. I, and I'm going to just go on an audio basis and hope that that conditioned uh, twice. allows us uh, to reconnect. We're probably talking over each other really made my hair super duper soft which i love <sighs> uh, but at the end of the day okay. uh, i didn't really notice any huge reconnect. differences i don't think maybe i needed to Wait, try it for more than three until weeks but between two and three weeks was was okay. sort of the average of when you'd expect to quote unquote see results go, go back. Um, i don't really see anything so i'm not i'm not quite sure how it's again. supposed to have gone but I, I think it could also be a, a function of hair type. Maybe some people have different hair and it 
whatever. Yay! Mine. There she is. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> disable the camera. I apologize, everyone. We were probably talking over each other that whole time. I was uh, talking about um, my my shampoo experiment. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! Update yeah, us, yeah. please. Well, what you missed was that uh, I did it for about three weeks. So this ended obviously a while ago. I just hadn't gotten around to updating everyone. I kept forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bottom line up front, I think it's an individual thing. I don't. Kay. I didn't see any um, remarkable difference in the 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 quality, so to speak, of my hair. The condition yeah. of your scalp. <laughs> okay. I, I, I said I I conditioned twice during that three weeks, but I didn't shampoo at all. The okay. conditioning was super helpful. Um, what uh what was like the immediate effect of conditioning I think after just, not having shampoo i think it just helped make sure that whatever products that i wasn't stripping off my hair and scalp talking oils and stuff gotcha um, were were i don't know absorbed properly i don't know or maybe just okay. to supplement them in their efforts to do you use products in your hair like regularly or no so i almost always put products in my hair but since coming to kingston i haven't and I'm talking styling products in the shower. I'm just a, a shampoo kind of guy. It's like okay. a two-in-one. Um, yeah. But I... Uh, Isn't that like the go-to for, for dudes? Well, like, you can't really... Like if you go to the the Walmart or whatever and you mm-hmm. look at, at guys... Sh- you can buy shampoo and conditioner separately, but almost everything's a two-in-one now. For Yeah, so, that's fair. But anyway, I think uh, if if other people give it a shot, they may experience different results. I it, it looked greasy every day ish. Yeah. For me, and, yeah. and you saw my hair a few times. Um, yeah. Actually, sorry, it didn't really look greasy, but it it, it did feel a little greasy. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't think it was worth it. I like the shampoo. I like for me, it's I don't know. Feels good. Just feels clean. Like yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really, if it's good to know that if I'm ever in a situation where I don't have yes. access to amenities for significant periods of time, I will, yes. I will be good to go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that, was, uh, uh, that was basically it. Thank you for uh, subjecting yourself to this experiment uh, and for, for I, providing actually, feedback. <laughs> I learned a lot about experiments recently. Okay, do tell. Uh oh, did I disconnect? It's happening again. No. no I can hear you, you, okay. You, oh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can. You were you you were a little choppy there for a little bit. Okay. I'm good to go now. I'm kind of like I think I'm sitting between both of my modems. Like I have an extender, mm-hmm. in, upstairs at the at the front of the house, and then we have the actual modem at the back, and I'm kind of like in between both. Uh, so right. I'm I'm curious. If that's like what's affecting it, but anyways, go on. Tell us, tell us about your experiment knowledge. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, that was it. Like, uh, yeah, oh, that was okay. it. But uh, I was. You were talking about uh, subjecting yourself to the experiment, mm-hmm. and um, I just finished reading this incredible book that I think everyone should read, and that's okay. incredibly biased because I think all the books I enjoy, everyone should read. All right. Okay. Um, but this one's called Ice Pick Surgeon. Ice Pick Surgeon. By okay. Sam Keen. And maybe we can put that in the uh, in the post. 
Yeah. The premise behind this book is it's a compendium. Every chapter is a different uh, story in science history. Um, it goes from talking. How fascinating! Every yeah, it's awesome because it spans like decades. It right. talks about um, you know how anatomists back in the whatever century uh, used to pay grave robbers to get them cadavers so they could study the human body. Wow. Um, which was I wonder who those people are <laughs> who crazy. contributed to science and didn't even know that's crazy yeah. I oh, love it in the bodies yeah <laughs> yeah like those people you know how now we like sign up you know we sign up to say like yes use my body for science or whatever uh but back then I feel like that would have yeah super super interesting they uh there was one <clears throat> actually just did a uh, a presentation on this yesterday. Um, yeah. The Tuskegee syphilis study, and I okay. used it to talk about how, like, the importance of of ethical re- research and and scientific rigor. Okay. Um, and this was because in Tuskegee, Alabama, in the in the nineteen thirties, they did a syphilis study, and it was very, very poorly executed. Uh oh. Um, to the point that it was unethical um, Uh-oh. but the interesting thing about it is it uh, it opened up the chapter opened up by citing <clears throat> the context of human experiments by citing uh, examples of what took place during the holocaust okay uh, and is and that like issues- do you think the the like the the worst of the worst in our in history in recent history modern history since the turn of the century maybe uh, probably modern history is accurate because uh i think a lot more terrible things took place we just either don't have records of it or the records aren't something that we access regularly yeah for it to be commonplace information i'm thinking like the the torture rooms that they had in the medieval times are probably pretty ruthless uh but but that was expected like it it's not shocking to hear that that happened in a med- in medieval times cuz it's like everybody was absolutely out of their minds <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah, and uh well, yeah and it's 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 weird too because it, it's very difficult to judge the actions of the past with the the moral backbone of today yes today's Uh, compass uh, yeah it's very different even like just think 20 30 years ago what was acceptable in in common discourse that's that's no longer acceptable so well yeah like uh they uh, you know for example specific example dr seuss books were being called out just like two two years ago because they're like, oh, he used, you know, race, racist language. And it's like, there was a lot of racist language. There's yeah. a lot of language that's considered racist today that wasn't considered racist then. It still wasn't right, but it's how people used language. And, it, like, it, it, anyways, you, it, you're right. You can't judge actions or things of the past with today's 
views because they're just they they don't align at all it it's no yeah it's 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 a we weren't there it's a slippery slope no exactly yeah and, and I, I think it's okay to acknowledge that something wasn't right yeah then and yeah. just to be clear i'm talking about books versus scientific experiments on humans yes but yes I, 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 <laughs> to I be no, clear yeah, yeah. I, I see no problem with books and one of one of my thoughts is that you know people talk about one of the common arguments you'll hear today um and this is i can't back any of this up this is all anecdotal evidence mm -hmm. uh, which is most of what i offer on the show okay <laughs> uh is that you know when you accept the language that's in a book or the language that's in a social media post Mm -hmm. You are making it okay for people who agree with these inflammatory messages to believe that their behavior is okay. I As see, result, yes. We could be opening up violence to, to these people that are maybe more at risk or, or what have you. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, don't, right. I don't agree with that argument. I don't think words hurt people. Um, I think actions I, hurt people. And yeah. There are ways to... But just just circling back um so one of the things i learned about the 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 scientific experiment is um so after after world war ii there were the nuremberg trials okay yes and so one of the things that came about from the nuremberg trials was they discussed the fact that you know all, how could these doctors who took a hippocratic oath perform these unspeakable acts against fellow mm -hmm. human beings F footnote they obviously mm -hmm. didn't regard them as fellow human beings that's one of the big reasons um, but they, the other yeah. thing is, is that the, hi the Hippocratic Oath said do no harm and I think it was uh, I have to look into this a little bit further but there was some sort of I won't say loophole but some sort of ambiguity where the, the harm um they took to actually no this is what it was i remember now. the oath okay so in in nazi germany they they extrapolated the hippocratic oath to apply to their society as a whole so okay. they, they only they in germany well the third reich where 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 the nazis were yes they were saying that in order for us to do our jobs and to honor our hippocratic oath Okay. We need to make sure that no harm comes to ourselves and our people. So they they expanded it to include their their entire society. Okay. So that they when they viewed other groups of people as less than human or threats to their survival, these mm -hmm. experiments could then be considered ethical because they're trying to protect their own people. They are uh, doing what they can to ensure the survival of their people is that yeah so obviously the explanation i don't want to call it the that was the thought but yeah the reasoning that, that, okay that was their reasoning and and wow. to be quite honest it's 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 very clever and it opened up uh i guess opened up the 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 channel for unimportant conversations to take place whereby there was no actual standard medical sort of understanding or 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 i see it was like no holds barred on medicine because of it yeah, or it's like they 
Wow. It, there was nothing that explicitly stated you can't harm people. It just okay. said do no harm. Something to that effect. So as okay. a result of the So they the were like, we charts, are not doing harm because they justified it. Is that exactly thought? Okay. Well, and, and they were they were preventing Yikes. harm from, from <laughs> taking place to to their fellow German citizens. Gotcha. Probably. They were creating more good by doing this bad thing first. So as an as an example of this, yeah, um, yeah, to illustrate this, uh, a lot of the experiments that they did uh, involved hypothermia. Oh um, my gosh! Okay. So basically, freezing people and and figuring yes. out the best ways to um, reheat them, warm them up. Um, what the stages of hypothermia are like, all this kind of stuff. Oh and the gosh. reason why they were conducting these experiments was because they were having a lot of their pilots shot down in northern areas or um, over northern waters, which were okay. very cold. Yes. So as an example of do no harm and protecting their own citizenry, they were, they were thinking, okay, I need to conduct these experiments so that uh, the pilots of the, the Luftwaffe... I believe that's what they were called. Um, okay. Can uh, can learn better how to survive at sea. Yeah. Like, I mean. Okay. Okay. So you can see how a, a, a perverted they justified mind, that behavior. Oh, oh, yeah. Exactly. So, um, the the result of this at the Nuremberg trials was the Nuremberg Code, which okay. specifically protected against um, conducting dangerous experiments on human beings. Okay. Uh, and so there are obviously a lot of loopholes and, and red tape that people need to jump through uh, nowadays in order to conduct uh, any scientific experiment involving people. There are more so when they are considered dangerous. And one of the prerequisites, again, this is being paraphrased, so if people are interested, mm -hmm. I, I encourage you to look more into this, um, mm -hmm. is that the people conducting the experiment also have to include themselves as a subject. So that okay. they can't uh, absolve themselves of, you know, I didn't know or whatever. So um, all this. Okay. Sort of, so and, whatever they're willing to do to others, they have to be willing to do to themselves. Yes. And that okay. still needs to get past an ethics board in order for it to take place. Okay. So it's basically I mean, just yeah. showing good faith. <laughs> Sensibly, like. but um, that's wild. I just, like, I do you think we know everything that happened during world war ii that was absolutely like absolutely not will we ever so there's a really interesting story to kind of illustrate this too this this okay this book ice pick surgeon uh and and it's called ice pick surgeon because one of the chapters is about lobotomies going through the tear duct using an ice pick um Okay. And, uh, but it's by a guy called Sam Keen. Sam Keen has got a podcast as well that I am yeah. absolutely devouring right now called The Disappearing Spoon. I highly recommend this to anyone who's got even the, the slightest interest in uh, science of any kind and, and mm -hmm. history as well. There are some phenomenal episodes. One of the episodes was about... What were we just talking about? The Disapparating Spoon? Disappearing Spoon. I'm sorry, disapparating? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm just God. being a dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Was it> disappearing? <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, lost my oh, I lost my whole train of thought. Oh, no. I'm uh, so sorry. Okay, so uh, oh, yes. okay, for anyone who's interested, yeah, okay. I got it. 
So uh, one of the episodes of the podcast was talking about this gentleman who had to prove somehow, basically trying to find evidence of what was going on in Dachau with a lot of these science experiments. Okay. Long, long story short, uh, one of Heinrich Himmler's um, headquarters building had, had been taken over and he had his archives there. Yeah. And he... Yikes. He had all of his notes and stuff there. And this guy was, was going through trying to find evidence and stuff like this. And, and he'd been driving like hundreds of miles all over the place trying to find information on what was going on in, in these in these camps. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as an example, they were talking about this is how this is how close and, and this is probably very open to debate just because I don't have the information to support. I'm taking everything he said at face value. So mm-hmm. I'll preface it with this. It was very close to not being able to prove anything took place if it weren't for a painting. Um, this gentleman, this uh, I think he was an American or whatever, I don't know what he was. He was in Europe and he was tasked with finding evidence in Germany of experiments taking place on human beings. Mm-hmm. So he would go to these camps, uh, he would be given a tour, and they wouldn't show him anything. They obviously sanitized areas that he was going through, mm-hmm. uh, got rid of evidence, all this kind of stuff. He then was made in, it look super, super cash. Yeah, and this is this yeah. is well documented too. Like the, when the International Red Cross did tours of these concentration camps to make sure prisoners of war were being looked after, mm-hmm. uh, they were the routes were specifically chosen so that for the, sure the Red Cross would only see what they wanted the Red Cross to see. Yeah. Um, so this gentleman is uh, walking through a building or whatever. He sees a painting. Uh, and he's trying to figure out what's in the painting. And they're like, well, this is uh, this is what we use to lift the pigs uh, into and out of the uh, like the slaughterhouse the, or the something. The ice buckets because they were conducting oh, the experiments bucket. on pigs. Oh, okay, not and humans. No, exactly. So the uh, I see, but the 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 size of the pigs made it such that the lifts were big enough that a human could fit in them and so this this kind of made him realize that he was onto something he spoke to a a a german army chaplain who said that this in fact was taking place but he couldn't remember any names and then he went back uh and he found sorry the german chaplain had Mm -hmm. mentioned a radio broadcast that explained what they were doing and mentioned that dachau was in fact conducting experiments on humans so the guy went back to the original camp and talked to all these people whose brains were incredibly foggy and confronted them and said, I know that this is taking place. I know about the radio broadcast, blah, 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 blah. And so they fessed up and uh, anyway, they found these archives thereafter and he found this bundle of papers called Project, it was a random number, 707, let's say. Okay. And, and that entire thing was was about human experimentation so because of the painting and because of the radio broadcast and because of finding this random pack of papers in this i guess hitler was notorious for taking notes and documenting things so it was like trying to find a needle in a stack of needles it was Mm -hmm. quite wild but yeah i mean wow a lot of things that took place that that we didn't know about and there was probably even more that we still don't know about, but 
wasn't for some individuals and, and a lot of people coming forward, uh, these things would have gone unnoticed. Right. Pretty, pretty wild. Like some people probably just feeling like this isn't right. Yeah. And maybe wanting to confess to someone and it just took one person to ask, Hey, have you noticed anything that seems wrong happening around here? And it's like, (laughs) actually, yeah. I like, I've been sworn to secrecy, but yeah. (laughs) It's crazy too. Cause so one of the doctors performing these experiments, his name was Rasher and he worked for Himmler. And then I guess one day he said something to Himmler he didn't like. All of this was proven. Rasher's name was everywhere, but they couldn't con- convict Rasher at the Nuremberg trials because Hitler or Himmler had executed Rasher and his <gasps> wife for no. like pissing him off or whatever. I was like, holy freak. A true so, so you think you're like having a bad day at work? Anyone out there? Like at least your boss isn't shooting you because you talk right. sassy to them. Because you told them you didn't like what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. I I mean, everything, I don't want to say everything, the mo- The great majority of what I know about World War II is from, like, fictitious reenactments, right? right? Movies, uh, media, things like that, or shows or series or whatever. Um, so it's, it's diluted, always. For sure. Um, but I remember being in Berlin and taking a tour and like literally walking around and being shown buildings where these things took place and i i was just like so flabbergasted i was like this happened here and we walked to the site of where the building was where they they can't even prove but the story goes that like hitler killed himself and his wife in the basement of this building or like in an underground bunker basically and now it's now it's a parking lot and i'm like well they they don't want to like they don't yeah no they they do so the government has put in so much work into like acknowledging everything that happened because they said if we pretend this didn't happen then it will happen again that's a good point but if we talk about it then it will ensure that this doesn't get repeated right or at least that's the thought so they have like memorial sites they have all kinds of displays they have uh historical plaques and things like almost nearly everywhere but in this place where they believe hitler died they didn't want to give it any credence whatsoever because like to give him a memorial or a plaque or exactly is is like is is uh not idolizing him but like yeah it's enshrining him in a way that yes shouldn't doesn't deserve at all Yeah, yeah yeah And, and I think they said something, uh, the, the tour guide, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, she said that they, like, rolled the bodies up in rugs and disposed of them, like, in a river somewhere in, like, rural Germany. They don't even know for sure. Um, so, like, there's no actual, like, burial site. He doesn't have a tombstone. He It's like he died and is it, his spirit and soul and body and whatever is in a place where, like, it deserves to be. Yeah. 
and not even that it doesn't even deserve something that nice like (laughs) nobody that suffered at under his reign uh had that even that decency to just like we'll say die peacefully because like committing suicide as much as it is heartbreaking and not something you want for anyone it's like he died immediately and like painlessly you know what i mean and i like what a so so many families were affected are still affected like there's like generational trauma from it you know what i mean like and anyways it just on on both sides so there's this really good show right uh, really good with an asterisk called hunting hitler okay and it it features uh uh, tim kennedy and a pile of academic people basically following the tracks of hitler and a bunch of his his senior senior henchmen um it's well documented that a lot of i feel like i've heard of this is this history channel yeah yes okay yeah i've heard of that I, i i don't like these shows too much because it's very easy for um things to be blown out of proportion or conflated and and to draw parallel conclusions that just don't make sense and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but it was it was still very interesting if you can sift through that stuff um a lot a lot of a lot of germans moved to argentina Uh, there's a lot of descendants of high-ranking nazis uh, that are trying to leave that part of their past behind them which is a really unfortunate thing and we see this all the time where you know Uh, you're related to someone who did something bad and all of a sudden you're bad too by association and well people yeah people think that it's like that blood runs through you kind of thing and it's that's not how it works yeah (laughs) Uh, like it, it i i would like to believe that a lot of those people felt that they were just doing their job so there's and they were told to do these these terrible things in service to their country and like you said we're brainwashed into believing everything that they they believed and followed and i mean german people are in general are known for being like so hardworking and so dedicated and so like disciplined and if that's like the mentality of the entire country for you know decades and decades and decades of before this then i feel like i i'm not forgiving anyone for what they did by any means i'm just saying like if you go to work and your boss is like this is your task and you feel uncomfortable doing it but also what's the option because it's like 1940 you know (laughs) like what do you you didn't have that option back then now you can now there's rights and now there's like people advocating and you can go to your boss and say i'm not comfortable doing this and you won't lose your job and but back then it was like i need to feed my family and we're in war so uh i'm gonna try and not mess this up and do my job and i don't know i'd like to believe that those are the ones who spoke up when they realized things are not going right no you know bueno uh things have taken a turn for the worse and uh i'm not sure who to talk to yeah Yeah. i don't don't know probably an insensitive joke to make right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna own that one Um, yeah there's a yeah there's a a really interesting too soon 
that's that's on my reading list. Um, and it's called the Gulag Archipelago. Maybe pronouncing okay. that right. Oh, I've heard of that um, Gulag, Gulag Archipelago. So it's it's about um, the, the, the Russian prison slash labor camp system. Uh, yes. During World War II, I guess. Uh, actually, it's yes. been quite a long period of time. I think you've mentioned... <coughs> this is sounding familiar. Sorry, go I, I'm on. I'm sure I have. Okay. Uh, Folks, he's obsessed. There's there's a really interesting <laughs> passage that I, I had heard read. Um, yes. And it was basically what it amounted to, to my understanding, was, um, yeah, these people were doing their jobs. But it's when we say it that way, it almost makes it sound like the individuals knew better and didn't okay. do anything about it despite wanting to do something about it. Okay. So it kind of paints them in a weak light, as if you know, uh, you know, uh, I and I'm using the royal I and the royal you here. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were only doing their job, blah blah blah. Like I would have done better. I would have been able to resist, or what have you, right? Um, but these people didn't know. My is my the, understanding. Well, the the one of the issues that was brought up in this book, the Gulag Archipelago, is that sometimes we. We, we tend to think of it as people making a conscious decision to be or not be Nazis, um, mm-hmm. to be or not be fascists or socialists from like the Russian or German points of view in those time periods. But in actuality, what took place was a sliding scale. All of these individuals over a period of many, many years were losing the sight of the moral compass They'd make small compromises at the beginning, like, oh, I don't agree with that, but, you know, and it's not so bad. Or, you know, it, it gets to the point where after a while, they're believing, quote-unquote, yes. things that are going on. But it makes sense that in the gulag, a, a well-reasoned, well-mannered, rational Russian citizen could be holding a gun to a political dissident's head and have no problem with pulling the trigger. Right. And it's because of that that sliding slope where slowly the reality is morphing around them. Yeah. It's like the, uh, there's a frog. It's the concept. I was going to say the boiling frog yeah, uh, metaphor. Just yeah. yeah. Anyway. It doesn't notice the water getting hotter and then all of a sudden it's boiling. Uh, whereas if you put a frog in boiling water, it would notice right away. And so us... We're, we're the frogs looking from the outside about to be put in this boiling water. And we're like, uh, hell no. But yes, you're right. The, the people who, who were, and I can't say all, like, this is not like a blanket statement for, for everyone. Um, but I think a lot, you're right. A lot of these cases, it was like small compromises to their beliefs or morals. And it just eventually you don't see what's happening anymore uh and and you're in the boiling water if you will yeah and and it's important to be clear here that that is probably not probably that is one small piece of why or how things like this could take place Um, yeah it's it's certainly not the only explanation or the only reason why um but i just thought that was compelling because you know we all make compromises in our everyday lives. We all mm-hmm. look the other way from time to time. And it's just interesting to note, just as a thought experiment, it doesn't have to mean anything. 
um, that sometimes the things you do or don't do can matter over time. Yeah, and I don't want to say be a reflection of your life, but, uh, you know, you look back at everything that's happened in your life, and I'm, I'm going to assume that not all of us have been super squeaky clean um, in, in whatever, like, moral compass you want to place yourself on, right? Um, but that's not to say that we're bad people. It's, it's like, these people probably look back and, and some of them are probably like, oh, I did the best I could or whatever. Uh, some of them are probably fully aware of what was happening for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and fine because they're, yeah. And and totally insane. And, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, but yeah, it's, it's, you don't know the every person's journey is so individual that it's it's hard to say this person did this willingly and with hate or this person just like slowly turned into a bad person who yeah. hurt people right so anyways it's so interesting well the human mind yeah. is baffling. It's it's just so yeah. wild. Yeah, and, really and, and we don't even fully understand it. No. We understand it much better than we did back then, but that's not to say that we know everything. And I again, when it comes to that, I don't think we might ever know that either. No, of course not. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I think it's just, it's really just interesting to have these conversations and, and mm-hmm. think about what we're capable of. Because it goes both ways. Yeah, we, we we can do great things, good or bad. And it's just how you want to, how you can apply or wish to apply or 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 choose to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Make yourself a bit different, or make yourself a bit better, or yeah. or realize that you can look back and see the things that you've done wrong, or that you're not proud of, or that you wish you'd done differently, and make peace with that and move on in a better direction. Yeah, learn learn from the mistakes and move forward. For sure. I wonder if that's uh, a good spot to end. It's a bit early, but yeah, no, I don't know how we, I don't know how we could top this conversation today. Yeah, that was I um, we went from a shampoo experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Just to remind everyone. Yeah, I do apologize. We, I monopolized so much of that conversation. No, go. I feel like if we were to do what we just described, you know, looking back. <laughs> <laughs> We've come a long way. Yeah, I really and regret today. what I did. I regret uh, You regret not shampooing your hair? Is that what you're saying? I regret starting. Because it turned into this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. But you couldn't have known when you started your oh, experiment it was, it that it would end in this conversation. <laughs> All good. Uh, a side note. Sorry, you mentioned a book. I'll quickly mention uh, a children's book that I was... Um, introduced to by my new mom friend elizabeth um she has bought a number of these books uh just on amazon for her kids they're called indestructible books and i wish i'd known about them sooner because i have so many chewed up torn up books uh in our book collection um but yeah they're they're, uh there's a few different ones and i literally just placed an order for them because I realized how affordable they are. I assumed they'd be like thirty dollars. Because I'm like, oh, indestructible books for children. Uh, Seven eighty-seven on Amazon. This is Canada. 
for those of us listening, for those of you listening internationally. Uh, and the illustrations are beautiful. The stories are so uh, adaptable to kids of, uh, I would say, baby all the way to toddler age. Um, I know Anson's going to enjoy these. I know Isla's going to enjoy them. And it's a lot of, um, like, just easy reads. Uh, yeah. Each page has, like, a few words or it describes, you know, one of them is, is uh, called Baby Let's Eat. And so each page is different foods. And so they have different colors on each page. And then they're exposing kids to all the different foods of that color and uh like yeah anyways just like overall uh such good such a good product and um so it's like safe to chew it's not okay so she said (laughs) i'll be fully full disclosure she's like my dog has eaten a couple (laughs) so they're they're indestructible to people (laughs) Um, but not not the the sharp fangs of of a pet i guess so um just fyi but yeah these are uh oh they're rated for baby to two years and uh i mean kids over two will know all these words but i am a hundred percent certain that uh, they'll enjoy it anyways nice so yeah there's a few that one too oh good point i'm just gonna make a note link them books Link them books. <laughs> wow. You know what? You can take the, uh, the the gangster out of the ghetto, but you can't take the gangster out of the mom, you know? <laughs> Link them books, bitch. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Uh, but yeah, if you look up indestructible books, they're, they're multiple uh, authors and um, illustrators, but that's how they're uh, labeled is the indestructible. So yeah. Nice. Check it out, folks. Yeah, and uh, next episode we can maybe touch a little bit on, like, the kids returning to Escuela. Yes. I like call. We'll we'll leave on that. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Tell your friends. And uh, (laughs) I really hope that you guys continue listening because we like doing this. We really do. We do thank you guys for listening, and uh, it's it's something we're both passionate about. I, I I'm actually like pretty shocked because I, I quit things really easily, but we've been doing this so steady for so long now, and I'm just so happy about it. <laughs> I I agree. I feel like I'm a I, I don't want to say I'm a quitter, but uh, I think I've talked about this before. Like I don't know if I was raised by an HD ADHD parent, and I have those traits, or if I am mildly uh or severely who knows uh <laughs> but uh I, I, it's it's uh been a source of um it's been uh, a great outlet. yeah it I, absolutely i feel like it got us through a lot of the pandemic as well i was like it gave me something to look forward to every week and uh, and now we're just we made it ourselves we made it here every week and uh yeah. we'll continue to we make it it's a vibe (laughs) it's a vibe all right so yeah deuces enjoy your week fan bye toodles